Hello, welcome to Living La Vida Lockdown, the online comedy chat show hosted by me, Rob Holland. It's week, fucking how many weeks have we been inside? It's been too long. I didn't think I'd do this many of these. I thought I'd do these for a couple of weeks and then I'd go back outside and it'd be nice. We're still here. We've got a banging lineup again today. It's going to be a good one. We've got to my side, returning guest, friend of the show and me. It's Phil Chapman. How you doing, mate? Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, good to see you. Thanks man. for having me back. It's quite all right, man. Thanks for coming back on. And down in the bottom corner, um, well, like we've got two people I've known for fucking ages, actually. Down in the bottom corner, we've got Ian Smith. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. Good um, to see you, mate. Thanks for coming on. No, f- thank you for filling some of my monotonous life. <laughs> this is it, man. Like, yeah, like people have never been more available. So that's that's very much what I've been banking on with this show. Yeah. And below me, we've got Sean Walsh. How you doing, man? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. I'm chewing, uh, I'm chewing a pencil because I'm, I'm currently trying to quit vaping. Oh shit! Right, so you're going from like, are you down to zero nicotine now? Today's the first day. Oh fuck! You're trying so to I'm... quit smoking during lockdown. That's mental, man. Yeah, the, yeah. Well, the uh, the vape is causing uh, the the vape is giving me heart palpitations. Does anyone here vape? Yeah, yeah, no, I, no. I, I vape weed now, but I used to vape. Like I used to have a big, like yeah, like one of the he- the heavy ones where you get like a massive cloud. And yeah, I know what you mean. Could you admit you... to vaping weed? You just admitted to doing something illegal. Mate, I smoke weed That's on stream. The police literally in the background. Every stream. <laughs> Why do you think it started at four <laughs> twenty? <laughs> like, right. I, I don't. I don't care. Like, if the if the police want to come and arrest me for smoking a small amount of weed in my home, I am happy to have that publicity. Like publicity, to be honest with you. Okay. Yeah. Rob, Living do you remember edge. when we did um, the gigs in Amsterdam and you had like a bag of um, uh, marijuana oil Haribo to yourself? Yeah. And they didn't <laughs> kick in for like four hours or something. And I think I saw you at like the end of you eating it. And then saw you four hours later and you were just like a completely new human being. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I sort of remember it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you just the was... only one having them. No one else was interested at all. Well, I was like, offering them around on the coach on the way back to this ferry that we were gigging on. So me and Ian did a gig on a, on a ferry on the way to Amsterdam, right? There was like a load of like tribute oh bands my. on this It was ferry. in Tripfest. Uh, yeah, well, it was them who ran it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've done that one. Yeah, so like, there's a lot of tribute bands, and then in the cinema room, there's like a gig, and you go to basically you go to Amsterdam for a day with a bunch of comics. It's a laugh, like it's a fucking weird gig, but uh, yeah. yeah, like I was offering them around on the on the coach. I thought everyone would join in on this bag of weed treats that I'd bought. <laughs> no one did, and I ended up like yeah, just seeing Jesus through the walls of the ship. <laughs> when you when you say it was a weird gig, do you mean it was a a bad? What do you mean weird? Was it? You mean it wasn't bad? like bad. It wasn't like bad actually. Like the people who came into the gig were all right, but it's like it was just weird that it was like we were all going to Amsterdam for two days to essentially do a gig to thirty people in a little cinema that was wobbling. Right, right. Yeah, it was just. I like... saw there was that when Jack Gledo was on stage. He um, so he'd got like a guy up, and then he said, um, "Oh, I'm going to need a woman up uh, for this next one." And this like huge guy like pointed at his wife, and then his wife uh, punched him in the face, but like a full on punch like rocked this big guy. Yeah, this ferry went from Hull. The level. Yeah, that's the type of crowd it was. Yeah, I did. I did this this gig with Gledo as well, and uh, he he took mushrooms <laughs> at one point, and I said.
to him like probably don't because you've been drinking loads and he'd never done mushrooms oh, but he God, did no. anyway and uh, it, we were making him do magic tricks while he was tripping and he was freaking himself <laughs> out because he would like lose the card and be like where the fuck did it go yeah surprising uh, himself <laughs> like fucking hell it's under your hat <laughs> <laughs> it was great to watch though because he is a really good mag- magician yeah, yeah. and then when he's just like he like goes and then he's like where the fuck did it go <laughs> Well, I've, I've I've been on stage on mushrooms before. Like, um, it was it was my mate's gig in Manchester, and I do it all the time. And it was like the birthday gig. I brought some back for. I think it was probably from that Amsterdam trip. And he was like, "Right, do the mushrooms now, so when you come off stage, they'll have kicked in. Like, they'll kick in just after you get off. It'll be great. You'll feel good because of the gig. Brilliant. They kicked in fucking fast. I don't know if it was like adrenaline or something, but yeah, I could see laughter. Yeah, which that's was good. Oh, that's quite useful. Yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, nice visual gauge. <laughs> See when you're losing them. <laughs> what did, what did laughter look like? It was like um, it, it was. <laughs> like, you mean like ha 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 came out? Like no, it wasn't book. quite that visual. It wasn't quite that literal. It wasn't like a comic book. It was like these purple, like vibrating waves, like bring coming off. People. Wow, it was cool, man. It was fucking cool. And like I listened back to the recording of the gig. And it was mostly really good. I actually riffed a line that ended up staying in, in a bit. But then there is one bit where I just stared at a wall for quite a while. <laughs> and it's just silent and it got really awkward until I realised what I was doing. But, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. But I've chilled out a lot nowadays. These days are fucking behind me. Like, I've given up, like, everything in the last couple of years. Like, what else? Have you, have you given up, like, everything else? If you're giving up fag, Sean, like... I tend to not drink anymore. Which means if you don't drink, you don't really do anything. You know, you're not gonna. I don't think if you're not if you're not drinking, you're probably not gonna. You know, try heroin. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah, pretty clean, pretty clean living. Uh, it can be quite dull. It's fine though, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's been good for me. Like you know, like I just like all I do is weed pretty much now. Like occasionally, you know, if there's if there's a part, if there's like a, a rave or whatever, I'll have a pill. But like I don't drink anymore. And like yeah, it does it does make you a much much more boring person. Like much more. Like I, I like to pretend myself that I'm still fun. I still hang, but I hang for like an hour and then everyone gets pissed and I go home. I know, but like drunk people can be really boring too, can't they? Like when they tell you the same story for the ninth time. Yeah. And if you don't act interested, they start on you. Yeah, this is this is, <laughs> this is this is this is my rule now. When people start repeating, as soon as someone repeats themselves, I go home. That's like yeah. my out now. Whereas I used to be the guy uh. telling the story seven times. Yeah. <laughs> like... now, now we know how to get rid of Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, start talking about your quitting vacant. <laughs> I'm a chewing a pencil. Here. Yeah, I'm fucking out. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Ian, who are you locked down with at the moment, mate? What's your situation? Um, I'm with my, my family. So I, I are you back in goal? I'd, yeah, I'm back in goal. I thought I'd done this really clever thing where before I went out to like Australia and New Zealand for three months, I like cancelled where I was living in London so that I could earn money and not have to like just pay London rent on my earnings. And then after a month of those three months, the world collapsed. So then I I just have no house anymore. So, um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so now, and all my stuff is like either in my fiance's 
place because she took some of it or some of it in London. So I'm sort of living in gold with the suitcase I took to Australia Fuck until man. this is over. So if it, if it goes on until winter, I've only got summer clothes. I was going to say, yeah. Uh... <laughs> Australian summer clothes as well. I bet you've yeah. got like a light jacket. No, no jumper December in the north of England for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> in fucking Yorkshire winter in three foot of snow in flip-flops. Yeah. I bet you're still going yeah. through the same bottle of sunscreen. That's like... <laughs> oh, I, I had an absolute nightmare. You could probably see if I, like... Um, can you see... Yeah, fuck it. Let's make it this kind of stream. A line. <laughs> yeah. uh, Only fun. Oh, yeah, shit. Were you wearing a bikini? <laughs> no. I, um, I didn't, like, um, sun cream up one arm, I found out. I basically... I've, like, burned myself, but not sunburn, like medical burn like in the first week of being in Australia <laughs> to the point that, um, and it's, it's really bad. Um, I mean, now it's sort of like a tan, but it, I don't think it will ever go away. I think, it, I think I've scarred myself. And what, when I took, like a week later, I took my top off at the beach and everyone was like recoiling because it looked so painful. And there's only one woman who didn't like make a noise when I took my top off. And I said, oh, she dealt with it all right. And she said, I didn't want to say anything because I assumed it was like a bad birthmark. So, um, yeah, I've just ruined my, I've ruined my body. Oh, mate, I, did, I did that last year when I, I lived in Brighton for a year. And like the first day it was like sunny, sunny. I went down the beach and like immediately I used this like sun cream that like didn't, it was like sticky and it didn't spread properly. So I thought I'd covered myself, yeah. but what I'd actually done was left like a pattern like a sort of like it was yep. like a Matisse painting all over me of just these red blotches, and uh, yeah, I went oh. back to the beach a week later and uh, had to leave after some children laughed at me for too long. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> there's this group of kids going like, "Look at his fucking sunburn! Look at him! He's all fucking patchy!" And I was like, "I'm gonna go." <laughs> oh, God. Look at this northern cat. Yeah, totally, man. Like, I, like, cause right, I, real talk, I could have battered him, but I don't think he's a good looks. Like, you know, windmilling through a group of nine-year-olds on the fucking beach. Yeah. When can you can you describe the man who attacked those children? Yeah, very patchy sunburn on him. Yeah, like they find me in two seconds as well. I'm very easily identifiable at that point. Yeah. I mean, you should. I, I, Why not go for it? Uh, I used a sun cream specifically because I saw Rory O'Hanlon post a picture of it. And I thought, he's a pale Irish comic. He's got to know what he's talking <laughs> yeah. about. That is an influencer sunscreen. right there. That's what influencing is. Yeah. <laughs> I got he needs to get a spawn con for that. Sun cream. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's who sun cream adverts should be. It's always like sexy, tanned, good-looking people. It should be some fat, pasty cunt from Grimsby. Like, ginger as fuck. If it, if it can sort them out... <laughs> So that should be the advert. Just put a ginger in the sunshine for like, you know, for an hour. And if they survive, I'm buying that cream. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, who are you locked down with, man? Like, what's your situation? I'm uh, alone. Um, I recently got Mario Kart on the Nintendo Switch. So, so you're um, never alone with Mario, mate. Yeah. That's what I mean. That's, yeah, Mario's been looking after me. <laughs> I don't really know what I've been doing. I've been walking around a lot. I've been running a lot. I've been on the phone a lot. I don't know what... I'm not really... I'm sort of dreading it ending. I much... I never... This is better for me. I prefer this. 
<laughs> yeah, there is a split. There are some people who are th- like thriving in it. It's like because there's no expectations, I guess. Life is simple. Yeah. I don't Isn't think it? I'm ever going to wear jeans again. Uh, no, yeah, I mate, I I, just, I don't think I could do it. I tried putting on jeans to like go to the shop the other day. I was like, oh, I might you know be a human. It's so obnoxious. How have I yeah. done that for so long? Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> It's such a thick material, isn't it? Yeah. It's just it's so really rigid. inflexible. Yeah, it was so heavy. It's scratchy. It's a terrible mm. material. Just because cowboys were using it 200 <laughs> years ago to fucking ride an ox doesn't mean I need it to go down the fucking Tesco, does it? <laughs> Stand in line in Tesco. No, it's poor. Yeah, jeans are, jeans are out, man. I'm going to be wearing trackies the whole time. I think now. it's over. I think it's over for jeans. I think the era of jeans is done. We've all looked past it. It's like, oh, even after this is going to carry on working from home and stuff. I think a lot of that will happen. But yeah, jeans are done. I'm done with them. Over. I think I might just burn them all, throw them out. Fuck it. <laughs> Like the burning of the bras, the burning <laughs> of the jeans. I refuse yeah. to have my balls cooped up for any longer. Yeah. <laughs> just loads of men out there in just underpants. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you, patriarchy. Why do you think, why, why do you think that, um, why did double denim get a sort of bad, I've never understood the double denim bad reputation thing. Yeah. What's the problem with everything else is... I think it was it's Britney fine. and Justin Timberlake ruined it, didn't it? When they wore those fucking ridiculous. I think, already, I think it was already before that. Like they they went to like quadruple denim or something. They had like the hat, the shirt, the jacket, the jeans. That's when it's a bit much. But yeah, like wearing a denim jacket. What are you wear, men are wearing on your bottom half if you're wearing a denim jacket? I've always exactly. thought that. That's, I've yeah. never understood that. What do you want me to wear? Like sort of football shorts? Yeah, chinos. <laughs> I'll stick on some chinos with this denim jacket. Yeah. Yeah. But no. I guess is there another situation where you wear the same material top half bottom half and it doesn't look weird like excluding a suit no joggers and a hoodie lovely joggers and a hoodie oh yeah 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 um t-shirt and cotton trousers there's loads loads of situations here no fair enough it's just jeans i guess the problem with jeans is a lot of the time it's just that same denim color Mm. so if you just it's like you're just wearing like a bodysuit of the same if it's all that stonewashed blue so it, then i think that's a yeah. bit much so the problem really is not denim the problem is the color it should be you're wearing the problem should be blue oh the area yeah. is double blue yeah, double blue is the nice blue boy yeah. yeah yeah blue yeah it's Maybe not it, denim right. it's blue yeah the problem is we've blue. done it the problem is fucking blue. I Although, knew it. If it was, if someone was wearing like a red <laughs> denim jacket and red denim trousers, I think I'd all, all also had have issues with that. To be honest. Oh with yeah, you. this is throwing a spanner in the works. Double red denim is mental. That's mental. It's not the blue. It's it's the it, it, there are other colours that could be a problem. I think and other materials. But double black denim would be fine. I think. Double black denim, I'm okay with. Double black spandex, you'd have issues with. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole range of sort of stuff going on here. Man, I think we've really got to the bottom <laughs> of something. <laughs> Thank God. I'm talking about blue. My my brother um for told me that for a while um he worked at uh, works at Tesco and they got a new security guard at Tesco who had a skin condition where he had blue skin, and um he was what? like a really good. Yeah, there's, there's a skin condition that you can get where your skin is like blue basically i've tried to talk about this on stage and the amount of no just no one but it doesn't work as a joke because the whole audience is just going well this is surreal yeah it isn't surreal i'm just telling you a thing that's happened yeah well how Um, blue is it this is my question is it like gray or is it like really blue enough that you'd walk down the street and go 
Oh, that guy's blue. <laughs> <laughs> Was it as bad as your sunburn? Like, is the blue more... Like, if you got together, would you be, like, a good... You don't like two pieces from, like, a, a game, a board game? I, def- I definitely think the blue is, is more noticeable. But I think less people would mention it than they would the sunburn. More people are comfortable mentioning sunburn than going, what's wrong with your entire complexion? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it's... It, does he... If he... That's very strange. Like, is it is it racist if you put blue in front of like a slur? You know, if you said if you call him a fucking yeah. blue cunt, would that be a yeah? Bit, yeah, that, that's what I mean. That is that. That's, that's no. It's I'm... it'd be like I think you could call someone with jaundice yellow yeah. in a way that you it would be offensive if you called other people that, sure. and that's fine because you're just sort of going. You the thing you're taking the mick out of his is his liver condition rather than his race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. There hasn't been like a history of blue people being like rounded up to be used as slaves. Like there's also No, that. no. Oh you say that, the genie. That's true, yeah. <laughs> the genie he wasn't was there by will, was he? He was waiting for someone genie. to rub that shit. He was oh, a blue slave. Minute. How did how did you meet this guy? Did you rub a lamp? <laughs> Every day I've, I've never seen him. Yeah. Like, have you just watched Avatar? Is this what this story is? Oh, hang on. <laughs> Very, yeah, I've, uh, I've never seen Avatar. I haven't either. I'm, I didn't go see it at the cinema, and I feel like I've missed it. You know? Yeah. Have you seen not... Fern Gully? What? No. Oh. Okay. Well, that's basically the. Um, I was fully prepared for one of you to say yes, and then I was going to say, "Well, then you've seen Avatar." This is why. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you never, you never rely on getting a certain response from crowd work in order to make a joke work. Really. <laughs> yeah. I learned that lesson early on. Like, there is a video of me uh, aged about nineteen on YouTube that uh, Steve Bennett from Chortle will not delete, where I do that exact thing, where I ask someone in the crowd a question, expecting a certain answer, and don't get it. And like, that's what What's I knew the you do, actually. Oh, What's it, the oh mate, mate. It, honestly, this makes me cringe inside out. Right. Uh, oh, right, my mate. <laughs> I, th- I say, oh, Jesus Christ! I apologise. I say, if you're ready for comedy, if you are, if you're ready for comedy, say I was born ready, and then the person didn't say I was born ready, <laughs> and then it just flubs and dies. And uh, yeah, my mates post that on my timeline uh, regularly, regularly. <laughs> that's, that's not your fault. You well, why did he? Why did he not do that? That's not your fault. That's. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I made it clear enough. It wasn't good anyway. What I was doing, it was fundamentally very bad, very bad, very very bad. Like, honestly, like if I saw that person doing stand up now and they asked me for advice after a set, I'd be like, just quit. <laughs> it's not for you. <laughs> it's one of my favorite things to see, though. Like when someone they you like because the audience can see it a mile off. Doesn't matter how many gigs they've been to. Mm-hmm. They can see it a mile off that they know you you rely on the answer and they can tell what that mm. answer is going to be. So they give you the opposite. Yeah, and it totally undermines your whole authority, basically. It completely yeah. whips the rug out from under you. It makes you look a fucking mug. <laughs> yeah. My remember- favourite is when people just plough on. Like, I've seen people do stuff where, like, anyone else here is single and, like, 12 people will cheer and then they'll go, just me? 
Yeah, just totally ignoring whatever the fucking response is is always beautiful as well. Like, just because yeah. you've got your joke that you don't feel like you can't even edit it just to go, oh, right, so a few of us here and then do your joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can just like have a script that you can't deviate from at all. It's insane, isn't it, man? But, like, it's easy to get trapped in that when you're brand new. Like, when you're like, oh, it has to be said like this. But, like, there are, you know, it's unforgivable after a while, isn't it? Like, there's yeah. definitely a point. Like, I I, have, I, I I, do always find that. So, like, my favourite is when someone's, like, uh, says something that's, like, a little bit self-deprecating. And then they're like, why are you laughing at that? And then no one yeah. is laughing in that moment. <laughs> oh, God. Don't laugh. No one yeah. was gonna. <laughs> it's all right. I love it. Where I I saw an act in London once. I can't, I can't remember who it was, but they did like it was an open spot. They're brand new, and they opened with this killer opening line, mm-hmm. and it was like, but it was based on their appearance, you know. Yeah. And it absolutely destroyed the room, but because you like had that like London Five, you know, where like you have to do, you can't go any more, you can't do six. So he panicked and he wanted to get his whole script out. So he told them to stop laughing. And they did for the rest of the set because they were like, fucking bollocks laughing at that amazing joke. That's so imagine like imagine thinking it was better to stop an audience laughing ever. Yeah. <laughs> imagine that's how, imagine thinking that's how you do comedy. Hey, hey, hey! Whoa, yeah, yeah. that's not what I'm here for. Stop yeah, yeah. it. Well, not like, funny. I mean, when I was new, I would have loved that. If I had an opening joke that worked, like, got a two-minute laugh, I'm like, brilliant. I've only got to do three now. Fucking yeah, sorted. your feedback from every gig's going to be great. But <laughs> yeah. Told the audience to stop laughing. Oh, man. Like, I, I am I am missing comedy to an insane degree. It's getting really bad now. Like, I, I nearly cried in the shower imagining what it's going to be like walking back on stage after this today. It's <laughs> we been- holding it like that. Just <laughs> the water going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mixing in with the tears. <laughs> uh, but like, it's so bad. Like, uh, like I, I would do like. I, like I, I would do fucking any gig right now. Like I would, I would go anywhere, go any- like just to speak to a group of people, man. Like I, I gave up all my other like vices. This is the only thing that the only like buzz I had left. It's fucking unreal, but I like. How are you guys getting on without it? Like, do you miss it? Like, Sean, you don't give a shit, do you? But, uh, like, Ian, are you missing it? Um, I I miss the performing element of it. There's a lot of aspects of comedy that I think have slowly annoyed me or beaten me down. But yeah. the being the being on stage element, hmm. then I definitely miss and do and working on some new stuff and doing it in front of people because I've no interest in doing like. The gigs, I like. I, I like doing stuff like this, but to do a gig just on my webcam, especially when people do like an old, an old bit of material that you know works, just to do it to nothing. I have, I have no interest in that at all. Mm. So have you been? Have you guys been? Have you, Ian? Have you done the? Have you done the online gig? Have you people? Has anyone done any? I've not. Done no, any. no. I've only done like no. yeah, like little like streams, but not of material like or couple. chatting like this, but. I've done a couple of know. like um, a couple of Zoom gigs. I've done like two on Zoom uh, and one on Facebook Live. The Facebook Live one was a horrific experience because I was literally just like uh, they just went you're on and like they didn't really tell me what was going on, so they just sort of at a point went you're on you're live and then I just had to talk into my camera with no feedback and it was horrific. It made me feel awful. <laughs> but like <laughs> I did one where it was uh, I did Troy Club for Andrew O'Neill where it's like it was all the regulars at his like little gig 
where they're all like mad comedy fans and it's on zoom so you can see and hear them and i just told stories rather than doing like bits and it was all like mm. um new ideas i didn't do any old shit that would have made me feel hollow and that was great actually i really enjoyed that and it made me feel a bit like a comedian again it's obviously nowhere near the same as doing live comedy it's not the same thing but that was enjoyable because you got that little bit of you saw people laughing, so you're like, oh, I'll do a bit more of that. So that just that little sort of feedback, you got a bit of that. So like that was good. So I'd say if they're over Zoom and you can see and hear the audience, maybe give it a go. If you can't see and hear them, don't do it. You'll want to kill yourself. You it's need to take brutal. mushrooms. Take yeah, mushrooms it, yeah, so you can see some, the laughter. Yeah, some mushies going on. <laughs> <down here. laughs> I did a gig for, um, I, I've done two. And I did one for Amazon prime but the in, but the instagram account mm-hmm. and i don't think many people were watching and it felt it's strange it's the fact that you could sort of you the fact that you could see the numbers and the viewer mm. the viewer on instagram can see that not many people are watching there's yeah. something there there was something empty about it it was it was like um doing stand up to it to a you know a room with with not very big numbers mm. and that and i sort of thought oh this is you know this is horrendous so never again but i had agreed to do a gig for um calm this charity for um campaign against like, living miserably isn't it yes the campaign against living miserably i think i think it's specifically for men i think am i right About bloody time that? we got something yeah. just for us yeah. <laughs> exactly and um, and, um and I I did a gig for them, but it was just it was just me. There was no bringing anyone else on or anything. And a qu- over a quarter over a quarter of a million people apparently were watching. Fucking hell, people um, are bored at the moment, aren't they? I know. And, <laughs> and the buzz, the, I had no idea that was about to happen. And the fact that that happened, I got such an insane sort of adrenaline rush. Yeah. Mm. That it did feel like the sort of high of, of being on stage. Mm. And I sort of felt like I, I was, it sort of gave me that, I don't know if, uh, do you guys have it when you're sort of on stage, you sort of, you know, it feels like that, it feels like something sort of takes over. I mean, I don't want to sound like no, that, no, totally, you, know, you know what I mean. I know totally what you, you know mean. What when I you mean. get into that flow state where it's not, you're not even really thinking it anymore, you're feeling it. And uh, yeah, totally. I oh, where we go. Yeah, I want to be the new Stu Goldsmith, weed, right? Yeah. Let me be respected. Let's talk about our art. <laughs> I can see the purple waves of pretentiousness coming out. God. Yeah, I don't know what you mean though. It's that it's that little bit of a buzz, like, and you can definitely get that, like, when you're like uh, streaming and like there's a bunch of people on. I imagine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've, never, I've never streamed a fucking quarter mil, man, but like I've done a few thousand. And I was like, this is exciting. Uh, was that on here? No, was it fuck on this show, mate? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, great. We all got our hopes up then. Yeah, yeah. no, don't get fucking excited. It was on someone else's stream. <laughs> There is a bleakness when you see people on Facebook doing them. And I'm like, well, this this could be hypocritical of this is what what's happening now. But you know when someone's doing like a live stream and you can see in the viewer section at the top there's like two people, and yeah. you do just think, why are we doing this? 
we probably should just ride it out and then hope that society comes back to normal rather than streaming to two people and hoping those two people what tell two friends each and then we got six people coming to our next gig <laughs> mate this is how twitch works like this is what people have been finding when they get on twitch twitch is so hard to build a viewership on because it's like that there's like you know like everyone's got like two fucking viewers mm. all the time and it's What's like twitch what, what the fuck is twitch someone tell me what twitch <laughs> oh, okay, is okay boomer um, <laughs> what the fuck? i have no idea it's like it's like another thing you go Oh, do I have to do this as well? You don't have I'm to do any myself. of it, Sean. Yes, this you are correct. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do you any of it. Absolutely. And like, I, I, I think the way online, pick and choose, right? Like, pick and choose a couple of bits of social media that you like, right? You don't know what Twitch is, just don't do it. It's really like... It, it... MySpace and LinkedIn. <laughs> there we go, <laughs> fucking sorted. I'm a Friends Reunited. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, like it's uh, yeah, it's like it's like uh, it's made. It started out as like a gaming platform, basically. It's where people like watch people play computer games, but it's evolved into a thing now where it's like live streaming. So just people watch people stream stuff, basically. Twitch, like it's it's that, but it's uh, it's massive and it's got its own culture and it's like they have like their own emojis. Right, like, it's all different to the rest of the internet. And uh, that sounds like one of the worst things i've ever heard though that, yeah. like, they've got their own emojis yeah. makes me want to shoot myself in the face <laughs> if i come on here and was like hey guys i've, I've got my own emojis none of you would ever talk to me yeah. again Wait. just holding them up someone is genuinely designing me some emotes for uh for twitch so yeah i'm that con but why do you need them if you've got your head if your head's on screen you don't need an emoji when you've right, got a, head, no, what a they, head. What they do on Twitch is like, and I'm not right. I'm not endorsing this. I'm just I'm reporting from the front line, <laughs> right? What they do is they take like people on Twitch, like they take images of you and then make them into emojis essentially, and then they use those in your chat, use pictures of like you, and then they sort of oh. expand out and like some of them are used all over Twitch, and it's fucking weird, man. It's just a, it's a real like. It's got a weird subculture, Twitch. It's it's interesting, but it's full. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of incelly cunts on there. There's a lot of like dudes in fedoras that I don't trust. You know, there's a lot of that going on. But there's a lot of really cool people as well. And like, basically, what I do with Twitch is when I'm playing a computer game, I turn it on, and then like a bunch of people play the game with me. Basically, it's um, like it's not a thing to do with my fucking career. It's not something I'm pursuing. It's something I do at one a.m. when I'm stoned, like. Yeah, like, have, have well, you guys... who, who knows if this never stops? Maybe that's all entertainment will be, mate. It doesn't matter whether this stops or not. Like that's it's huge. That's carrying on. Like I think I'll carry on doing mm. podcasts like this. Like I'll do like live ones as well with people in the room. But why not keep doing shit like this? Like, I think everything's going to change like that. Like we'll do a lot more of this sort of stuff forever now because like everyone's realised how easy it is. Yeah, the amount of podcasts that never got off the ground because people couldn't meet up on a Wednesday. Whereas now, yeah, yeah, although if if that's what's stopping you, I would suggest. (laughs) Me and Sam Gore have been talking about a podcast for upwards of two and a half years now, and uh, I now live ten minutes drive away from him. We're still not fucking sorted it, so you know, I don't think I don't think it was ever the distance that was the issue. What do you guys think is the um, the secret ingredient, or just or just the ingredients to to uh? To a successful podcast. Oh, I wish some cunt had tell me. 
<laughs> I'm getting my fucking notepad out for this section. <laughs> I like to hear when, like, I'm a big fan of the leveling gossip mongers where, like, where you feel like there's genuine chemistry between the people on it mm. that doesn't feel forced. You know, it, sometimes people are laughing at stuff to try and it feels like they're going, this is funny, isn't it? It's funny. Mm, but yeah. when it, when it's just that, like, that, when it feels like that perfect green room, when all, like, the comedians all know each other and all have a slightly different angle, mm. and everyone's laughing, and just that kind of contagious, kind of genuine, like, laugh kind of thing. Like, yeah. the warmth you kind of get from that. Um, I think that's the, that's, I don't listen to a lot of podcasts, but that's the thing that I think, will really get me into something mm. warm. It's just thinking... <laughs> warm. Just warm. <laughs> just warm. warm. You've got to remember, Gould, like, he doesn't have a jumper and he's in Ghoul. Like, he just wants warmth. <laughs> but do, do any of you watch um, uh, Action Bronson's show on Vice? Fuck, that's delicious. I've seen a little bit of it. So, like, that is just like... Yeah, a rapper who used to cook and he's like, three mates just going and eating food and, like... The, the love they have for the food and how much of a laugh they're having. It's just so much fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. But um, if it's just like, um, well, like, yeah, just some random people who have been set up, like when a channel tries to go like, oh, let's get three comedians going and eating street food together. And you're just like, there's nothing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just never something. met. Like, two of them probably hate each other. You yeah, know, yeah. They yeah. met once at Edinburgh, but they don't really know each other. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. Some producer was like, this will be hilarious. They'll yeah. carry this. Oh, yeah. Having yeah. never met comedians. Yeah, yeah. And be like, oh, they'll definitely be hilarious. They told a really sad story in their last Edinburgh show. This is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Try and we'll get one of the comedians to bring that up. That genuine chemistry is the thing, isn't it? Like mm. in the, in the sort of ones that I I like watch and listen to, or like all that it's an interesting topic, well made, regular. Those are things with podcasts. Like it's got to be yeah. all the time, isn't it? You get hungry. A good for theme. Yeah. You know. I haven't I listened know. to a podcast in ages because I've not been driving anywhere. That's my thing. This There's no it, need for them at the minute. Yeah, just watching streams. There's a couple of like ones that do video that I've watched, but I haven't listened to anything in ages. And what am I going to do? Sit and stare at me wall while I listen to a podcast? Yeah. Fuck off. It's not 19. Do the washing up. Like... Yeah. <laughs> I've sort of realised that I need, I I need like some sort of stimulation to fucking do anything. Mm. Like I can't just, I can't just wash up or I can't just hoover. It has to be ah. I'll put on a podcast so that I can try and forget that I'm doing this thing that I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. And is that how everyone is operating? I can't just... I can't just... Yeah, I can't just hoover. I can't do it. There has to be something... So I, I masturbate and hoover at the same <laughs> time. Easy clean up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's fantastic. I... I Thoroughly recommend Is it. it. A no, wet that's the back. sort of technique that's <laughs> fascinating to watch. <laughs> there's, got, there's got to be a web series in that. You just get different comedian every episode and give them that challenge to do. <laughs> and yeah. see how they go about reckon it. Everyone be... would do it in a different way. I'd stick the nozzle up my ass. But I think wow. then you're not doing both. I think you know you're not hovering then, really. 
you're sort of all focusing on one element of it. I think you've got to actually be doing some practical hoovering of the house. It'd be yeah. interesting to see how your, your your arm movements line up. Like, would you hoover much faster? You know? <laughs> yeah, it'd be like rubbing your head. Uh, like, you know, when you pat your head and rub your belly? It'd be like yeah, doing yeah. That. It'd be quite a difficult coordination challenge. I, I genuinely, I swear, I swear down, I genuinely, I was listening along. I wasn't looking, I was listening. And I just thought, yeah, how? I wonder how that would look. And I just did the arm movements and waking <laughs> myself off and hoovering while stood in a pub, in a public park. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that must have looked insane. I hope no one saw that. What? Oh dear. I wonder if this will make um if this will make one of the newspapers, TV Sean Walsh. Yeah. Axel masturbating in park. Oh, I really hope I get to see a video of that from a different yeah. angle off someone else's phone on Twitter later. Yeah. Sean Walsh, is, I don't think he's coping with lockdown very well. Yeah. He's not following the regulations. One onlooker said, it also looked like he was mining hoovering as well. <laughs> Could have been fencing. It was very difficult to tell. <laughs> Uh, so oh, if they got hoovering gosh. from that mime, I would consider that as an artist a great success. Definitely, yeah. definitely, that's good mime in that. He's <laughs> <laughs> goalie A trained. What? Are you goalie A trained? What the hell are you saying? Do you know goalie? You know that fucking French clown guy that all the middle class comedians go to. Of course, I'm not fucking. Goalie train. What the fuck are you on about? Are you Goalie train? Are you are you joking? Yes. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a genuine question. I thought that's where we. I thought like that's where we were now in comedy. Yeah. Are you like, Goalie train? Another comment. Yeah, meeting up in green rooms. Hello, mate. Sean, a uh, Goalie train. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Yeah, there really is. It does that say it on your Wikipedia. Oh I've just God. changed it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that oh would make gosh. a really good documentary just to get like, um, um, and I'm not saying club as in like in a derogatory way, but you know, like the club comedians. But, but you know, like if I if someone says like you get like the clubbiest comedians, yeah. people will be like, oh, you mean that as a bad thing? But I don't. But you know what I mean? Like club stalwart acts yeah, yeah, yeah. and send them to Gallier. Oh, mate, Jeff see... Innocent doing clowning workshops for <laughs> <Yeah>. three weeks. <laughs> Just to see them going absolutely crazy. Because like, And basically... then maybe getting the clowns to do like... Um, Bring back junglers just for this documentary, and then get the clowns to do a weekend. Well, a weekend in barefoot miming in junglers yeah. Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, What do you learn in What do you learn in a Golia? So uh, Gal- what, Gal- what they do is basically like they so have a suck like, off a producer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's all that sort of like mimey clowning thing, and like basically they go to France, and a, and a mean old guy tells them their shit. <laughs> Like basically, this is how it works. They go like they do loads of things. He goes, "You're terrible, you're terrible," and eventually, they're meant to after like three weeks of abuse to have a breakdown and be reborn as a clown. (laughs) And like they spend thousands and thousands of pounds on this. And like 
it's it's such a middle class thing to do because like no like no working class person would pay money to be told their shit like i've already had that yeah. enough in my life. <laughs> <laughs> what that thing that's ingrained in you from birth exactly, yeah. i don't need that breakdown <laughs> revelation i had that when i was nine <laughs> oh god yeah but it's all that thing yeah, of like finding it? your clown and like is your clown a sad clown is he timid is oh it? my Fuck god me. write a fucking joke or at least just do a hoover and whack in mine just go straight to it why do you need to train for three weeks look at this untrained slamming it out in the park <laughs> fuck yeah. I don't know, like, surely that's got to be in trouble now, like, with the Rona. Like, there's not going to be a lot of people who've got the money to go on a fucking six grand cl- clowning course after this, surely. Rich oh, I don't know. I think um, I think there's a lot of people in, in the arts who have enough money to survive a year of not working. Hmm. As think, well, um, if you're miming, you don't really have to touch anything. You could just You could just mime that it's it's there, so you're fine. That's true, yeah. It's social distance compliant, yeah. And also, yeah. if you do a clown show, no cunt is going to come. So that's very social distance <laughs> compliant. <laughs> if they get too close, you can just squirt them with your little <laughs> Mate, flower. if it was that kind of clown with the flower, I'd be fucking down for it. Like, I, honestly, yeah, I've yeah. tried watching some of this stuff and, like, I'm, I'm not, like, right, I love, like, weird alternative comedy. I'm not like that. I'm a really clubby act, but I'm not one of the ones who's, like, fucking alternative two comedy. There's loads of really daft, surreal comedy I think is fucking great. But like the mime clowns, do not get it. Do not get it. It does not. It makes me angry. It doesn't make me laugh. I'm just. I'm just furious that they are wasting my time by doing this shit. Grow the fuck up. What are you doing? <laughs> I, I think I've, I've seen some really good. I've seen like. I didn't realise this. I didn't realise. Sorry, this podcast was so controversial. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm Bloody out here slinging hell. truth bombs. Take these clowns. <laughs> He's taking down the MyMax. I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, mate, you're not going to believe what I think about jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I cut you off. Go on. Oh, no, just just saying that, like, um, I think I've seen some stuff like that, which I think is, like, genuinely good. But there is, like, a bit of a culture in Edinburgh around, like, a presumption of quality from someone saying they're Gaulier trained. Like, um... You know, I guess a bit with like footlights and stuff where if, if they say that, you kind of go, oh, right, okay. And then like a reviewer goes into it. But it's like that confirmation bias. You kind of go into it going, oh, yeah, so this is quite, it's quite challenging and artsy. So if there is a bit that isn't funny or isn't good, you're more likely as a reviewer to go, oh, yeah, but that is quite challenging, actually. Whereas if you were just like, a straight stand-up and a, a bit of your material didn't work. No one's going to be like, yeah, well, I guess it's quite a challenging yeah. subject. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, is a bit of a, you get active- cheat, uh, like a cheap buzzword. Yeah, you get actively reviewed worse for that. I can tell you from experience of getting a lot of shit reviews from upsetting <laughs> reviewers. But like, yeah, if you do a challenging, like, if you do a challenging bit of stand-up about a topic they don't like, you're fucking getting hammered. If you do a challenging bit where you like scream and spit at someone, like, then yeah, then you're getting fucking five stars. Not that I'm bitter, Fest magazine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Fest magazine. They can sometimes. I think they're the only. I think they're the only people who've ever given me a two. But like, 
sometimes you read that magazine and you just you? dread the idea of them reviewing you. Well, I like, well, I don't do this as much now, but a couple of years ago, I would actually like read reviews and see how people are doing and stuff. Like, um, we would just read Fest and go, oh, I hope they don't come in and see me because this is like, I've just seen 20 three-star reviews for some really good comics. Like, yeah. I got, I got cheeky too last time they came to see me. Uh, oh, yeah. They said they said my whole show left a nasty taste in the mouth, and I used that on posters for a while. Fucking wow, hell. That's, that's really your... sort of bad if it gets in the mouth. <laughs> How do you... What were you... What was so? What, what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna assume that Fest were right. What was so bad about your show? Oh yeah, they were a bit right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like that show that year, right? The two worst bits were Look at the, this guy running. Look at that. Fucking hell, he's, on, he's mate, running he's from something, mate. Yeah, that guy's yeah. Like, not a jog. Yeah, but back, oh back, my god, mate, you're gonna see two coppers run past in a couple. <laughs> Is that him walking now? Has he stopped? No, he's fucking still going. Oh, he's still going, Forrest Gumpner. Fucking hell. He's got the cure. Just running <laughs> down to, to Charing Cross Hospital. I've got it! I've fucking got it! <laughs> Turns out it was cumin. <laughs> um, where were we? Where were we? Oh, yeah, I was telling you what was so bad about that previous show. If anyone wants to yeah, watch oh, yeah. it, that oh, yes. whole show is on yeah. Next Up. It's called Popular Comedian Rob Mulholland. Uh, it, about 10 minutes in, there was a bit where I used the microphone to mime shaking a baby to death. There was a point. And it was a funny bit, oh I stand God. by it. I stand by the bit, it was funny, I was saying that it wouldn't happen anyway. That uh, does sound pretty gaudy here, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the mime. He's been, he's been ripping into mime, Martin, so now he's shaking the microphone to death. <laughs> what are you doing? That baby is still alive. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically the worst. I can only think of... And I, I wouldn't even feel comfortable describing it on this. I could only... Think of like sort of one worse act than what you've just described. You were <laughs> yeah, doing it's bad. you were in my mind, you were doing the second worst thing you could possibly do as a performer. <laughs> yeah. But, which is shaking a babe. I mean, I can't even say it out loud. It was within what? not in the park. Right. It was within <laughs> a context though. It was within a context, right? What was the context? The context was um my mate Dogger died like a year ago when he was still Oh my god, this is <laughs> This is horrific. I mean, you are leaving a bad taste in my mouth. <laughs> so he said, what? he said he was sad. So, so I was much. like, why don't you get another dog? And he said, if my baby had just died, would you say that? And I was like, no, because it's not the fucking same. And then I produced, then I, a lot of examples of why it wasn't the same, including if it cost a lot of money to fix your baby, you wouldn't just put it down. Rob, my <laughs> God, man. Try to give people joy. What are you doing? <laughs> and it gave oh, about half so of the much. people in the room every day joy. <laughs> <laughs> the other half hated me. But like oh, the half who liked God. it really did. <laughs> Should have got two and a half stars. <laughs> <laughs> Best Mag don't do half stars, do they? In hindsight, that whole show wasn't my greatest work. It was my first hour, and there's bits I really stand by. There's bits that I don't. <laughs> but weirdly, that bit where I shake the baby to death, I stand by. That's what... <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it wasn't for everyone. It wasn't for everyone, I think it's fair to say. 
Yeah, you know, I took artistic risks and I didn't get my reward for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just a performer who likes to challenge myself. I think that's what it is, man. Like, yes. Yeah. One no. the the worst line I ever saw in a review. I can't remember this this guy's name. He used to compare for Laughing Horse quite a lot. I don't think he's gigging anymore. But um, there was a one-star chortle review, and it, oh. the last line was about as funny as cop death. Oh, my God. <laughs> like in a chortle review, wow. like a quotable review. Um, yeah. That review, we could, we could, if that was today, we could cancel the reviewer. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. Re- to be fair, we, I reckon I can make cop death funny. Give me a chance. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you just got to mime it. You got to mime it. Mime it. Mime that you strangled it and then left it in the cot as like a, oh, it's cot death. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, in hindsight, right. And also, like, I, look, I suffered through doing that show. Like, I did it in Shrewsbury once and uh, I have never made an audience hate me more. Uh, like, I learned a lot from that show. I learned a lot. How I like how you say you... Like, was Open. it right at the opening gag? What's that? Well, what, minute, how man. far into the show oh, was the way joke? too early as well. Uh, it was about, it was about <laughs> 10 minutes in. Way too early for that sort of Just joke. Just as, as the crowd are coming in. Like, yeah. I've seen he's <laughs> on stage. On their way to their seats. <laughs> yeah, I learned. I learned. I've structured shows better since then. But, you know, you live and learn. But like I've, you know, like I'm, 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 I'm better than I was when I fucking first met you two, cause, cause I met um, I, I was at uni with Ian, and I met Sean when I was like fucking eighteen or something in a stand-up competition. Like what competition? The amused moose laugh off I, I did with you when I was about nineteen or something. In that uh, strip club in Soho. <laughs> I did. Oh yeah, and then didn't you then stop and then start again? Yeah. Oh, I forgot about I forgot about that. Yes, I forgot about that meeting. I, I yeah, I, I I only remember sort of carnage and chaos at the Edinburgh Festival in sort of early hours of the morning. But yeah. oh yes, of course there was. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So what happened? What happened? What made you walk away from stand up and then and then come back? Um, well, I, I wasn't really doing it when I was like at uni. Like uh, Ian was taking it a lot more serious than me and doing a lot more gigs. I did like a few. I did maybe twenty gigs while I was at uni, but I was just a fucking mess, mate. Um, like I was just all over the shop. Like I was uh, suicidal and uh, an alcoholic, and uh, wasn't really just doing a lot, mate. Like I was just fucked for a while. So like, do you remember, sorry guys, do you remember before Rob press record, he said, "Keep it light." Yeah, yeah I'm not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm not anymore. I'm a fucking success story, mate. <laughs> but yeah, I just wasn't really doing shit, man. And then I stopped for ages, but I always kept it in mind that I should do it. And like, honestly, it was like seeing people like you on telly and like seeing Ian smashing it and all this sort of stuff. I was like, all the guys I was doing it with, Tom Rosenthal as well was a mate back then. And I was like, these guys are killing it. I should have stuck with that. And like, while I was sat working doing a bar job in North Yorkshire. So I just started doing it again and like fucking actually tried. And then now it's my job. Well, it was. That's a nice story. Yeah. <laughs> so you should you should do more stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll do a really heartwarming show next year. It'll be called Smile. Exactly. <laughs> we should workshop it now, and then you know when we get back, we can all meet up and. <laughs> just... 
<laughs> no, Rob, don't. Mark, I'll just tell people that, that, you know, they need to just take care of the small things in life a little more. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, the 40-minute Mark at the next Edinburgh Fringe of people's shows is going to be insufferable. It is. I like... My it's just going to be... Everyone's dead! <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think... I'm debating not doing Edinburgh the next Edinburgh that comes along just because I think there's going to be hundreds of coronavirus shows where everyone's... I'm, I'm fair enough, but you know what I mean? It's just having to see the 40-minute mark of everyone trying to sort of talk about how it affected everyone. and The worst part is like there'll be some... There'll be some of them that weren't finished yet. Works in progress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now, how much more fucking time do you need? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh I'm, yeah. I think I'm. I'm really undecided on whether I'm going to do the next Edinburgh. If I do, I think I'll do a show that like doesn't mention it. It's just like I just because I just do stand up now. That would be I what I would want. I don't do shows anymore. Is really what I've learned over the last few years. I just do hours of stand up. Like I just I, I don't really want to have a theme or a point or a structure. I just like doing jokes for an hour. So, like, I'll just do that again, and I think it might be refreshing. Like, people liked that I did that at Edinburgh previously because they were sick of shows like that. When they're all on the same fucking topic, it's time for me to clean up with my jizz jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Jizz and vacuuming jokes. The worst will be just if anyone if anyone does shows, like, I just hate when people do... I could imagine people doing material where they talk about, you know, the NHS and we've got to fund the NHS more and we've got to do it. And everyone applauding. You're like, well, of, of course we do. Why is that? Yeah, I know. The point you're getting across in, I don't think stand-up should be for expressing a really obvious point that everyone <laughs> agrees with. Yeah. Unless you're performing to monsters. 100%. There's no comedy in going, yeah, we need yeah. to fund this more. Am I right? And people applauding. Going, like, yes, why are you, you applauding are right. that person? You think that? Yeah, I want to see someone do a bit yeah. about why we should cut the nurses' pay. Like, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see something counterintuitive. You know what I mean? Like, just whatever everyone thinks, comedy should be against that. That's how I totally think. Like, but like... Look, at least that's funnier to like ironically do some material about cutting it exactly. rather than I want I want to watch those. Rob I want to watch Rob do a bit about how he shook a nurse to death <laughs> <laughs> in the maternity ward yes <laughs> I think that's going to go down really well and the nurse was already holding a baby yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh no uh... You know, I think that might be about as good a point as any to wrap this up on, lads. Like, this has been <laughs> fucking brilliant, you know. Like, I've really enjoyed this. Uh, before we go, like, we'll go around and like basically just tell people about yourself, what you've got going on, where they can find you, all that sort of shit. And, uh, yeah, I'll start with you, Phil. Tell them about yourself, mate. Uh, yeah, you can follow me, uh, Twitter, all that good stuff. Uh, I am Phil Chapman. Check it out. Uh, I do loads of videos and uh, do a... I had to put my uh, naughty neighbours on hiatus. Uh, when uh, neighbors got cancelled by oh, yeah. coronavirus, like Phil Phil, uh, Phil basically like censors neighbors clips in a really funny yeah. way. Photo Photoshop dildos into Susan Kennedy's hand and whatnot. You know, it's all kinds of eyebrow shit, eyebrow shit uh, shaking babies to death. And then, uh, yeah, One so check them out. <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> but yeah. That, that's it. I am Phil Chapman on any good uh, social media platform. Beautiful, mate. Thanks for coming on again. And yeah, I'll catch you soon, man. And uh, Ian, tell them about yourself, mate. Um, yeah, my name's... Well, you know my name. <laughs> Jesus Ian. Christ. Um, follow me on Twitter and Instagram, I guess, like Ian Smith Comedy. I'm not doing anything. 
Um, my my big plan. I'm so I don't have any anecdotes, so I'm always like having to put myself in weird situations. So if we can travel again, I'm entering a professional rock paper scissors tournament in Budapest in September. Amazing. Got to try and get some material, haven't I? I've got nothing going on in my life, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. So I don't know. Look out for that. I guess. Nice one, man. If you if you're a fucking Hungarian rock paper scissors player, watch out. Yep, I'm Fuck. coming for you. <laughs> Sean, tell them about yourself, mate. Tell them what you got going on. Um, this is a bizarre way to end the show. Do you always end the show <laughs> this way? To... Well, we all just have to down the camera, sort of explain yeah. who we are and what we do. Just don't... like plug anything you want to plug, mate. I'm just giving you an open field. You don't have to say anything. You could be an ungrateful I... shit about it, but I thought I... you might want to plug I... your new I... podcast that you're doing with Paul I... McCaffrey. Well, that's very nice of you. If I was to plug anything right now, I think it would be your show on uh, Up Next, was it? The stand-up yeah. platform? Next up. I'll be the, watching the, Yeah, I think we, we should all go and watch Rob's. Where did you say it's at the 10-minute mark? Around there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you can get a free wait. trial of Next Up with the co-popular. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> well, fantastic. We can look forward to this, and uh, we can all judge for ourselves whether this does in fact leave a bad taste in the mouth if you don't want to watch rob's uh, uh show then you can listen to mine and paul mccaffrey's 15 minute podcast called what's upset you now but uh yeah there we oh, go was that so... some fucking ad i didn't enjoy that at all you should you're the host you should do that oh you want me to do it <laughs> fucking for you i'm not researching the shit you've got going i'll say the name of your podcast <laughs> fuck off <laughs> i'm not doing work for this you can get fucked <laughs> Uh, but yeah, if you do watch me show on Next Up, if you want, it's got some very problematic <laughs> jokes in it. Uh, or for a slightly, I don't know if in fact I was about to say for a slightly less problematic show, my other special. I don't know if it is. Uh, I think it very much depends on who you are as to which one upsets you the most. But uh, if you like jokes, then watch Too Big to Fail, my stand-up special is coming up in a second. And obviously, there's been a tracker going along the bottom all the way through this. Um, if you're listening to this on audio, I will let you know as well. We're raising donations for the Trussell Trust through this podcast so uh basically they are a food bank charity in the uk they provide meals for people who desperately need them and especially right now they need your help more than ever so if you've got some money if you're still working chuck them some cash if you're not don't worry about it don't feel guilty it's fine just enjoy the show for pretty free uh i'll be back again on wednesday i haven't booked the lineup yet so i don't know who it'll be but fucking hell i bet it's good and uh yeah i'll see you again with another one of these in the meantime this has been living la vida lockdown thank you so much guys it's been great seeing you all we'll catch you again soon see you later bye 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 bye